if this helps other people in some kind of way, I think it's great. And if I can inspire other people to do good things for our community, I think that that's wonderful. It's a time that we all need to come together and we need to figure this out. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. I hope all of you are safe and healthy these days. Tomorrow, the state moves into phase two of its plan to reopen the economy. Many businesses and industries will be allowed to operate at 50% capacity while also following the rules, regulations, and restrictions put in place through the Jefferson Back to Business Plan. As a reminder, that is our strategic plan to reopen the economy, and you can find that on our website at jedco.org COVID-19 updates. That portion of our website has a ton of resources, checklists, and information available for businesses as they navigate the transition into and through phase two. I have been humbled and in complete awe and appreciation of the giving, community-focused efforts being made throughout this pandemic. In our second season of this podcast, we've done our best to feature businesses that have pivoted to provide crucial services and support to other businesses or residents. Today, I am delighted to share an interview with Hollis Hannon, owner of Floor 13. The Jefferson Parish-based furniture store had only just moved into its new location when, a few weeks later, the pandemic struck the greater New Orleans area. It was this new challenge, one of many that Hollis and her team have faced over the years, that eventually sparked the idea for Dat Desk. Dat Desk is a program developed to donate beautiful painted desks to children in the greater New Orleans area as they work from home. It's a way to help students carve out their own spaces during this difficult time and beyond. Hollis and I talked about overcoming hardship and the resilience of the greater New Orleans community, the joy of giving back, and how one small idea can snowball into something much bigger. We've been doing our interviews via Zoom since the pandemic began, so you'll hear a guest appearance from Hollis's foster dog today. I know many of us are working from home with pets, so this might be very relatable. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hollis, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. You're welcome. No, thanks for having me. Um, well, first and foremost, how are you doing? How are your loved ones? How is everybody getting through this, this pandemic? We're all holding up. I think, um, you know, one thing about being a true New Orleanian is that we all have good sense of humor. And so we're just trying to like humor our way through it. The oh, sorry about that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I, have, I, I, I have a uh, foster dog in the meantime, also in all of this. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, you know, doing our best to be safe. My, my mother, I will say is our biggest challenge because she, uh, is she likes to be social and, and party more than I do. And she's <laughs> at risk. So, and she lives sure. in, in what we call the bar meet of triangle uh, in New Orleans. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been difficult just trying to, I think the social aspect of it, not being able to hug, see each other, that kind of thing. But uh, we've been restricted and doing the best we can, you know, holding up yeah. pretty well um, for the most part. So. 
Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And I can absolutely relate to the dog barking in the background. We have a very, very large dog who has a very, very large voice (laughs) who has made an appearance in this podcast episode. So um, I can absolutely relate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about Floor 13. Um, Tell us a little bit about the company. I'd love to learn more. Sure thing. So basically, um, we, it's, born in hotel liquidations. So it it actually, the name before was called Canal Furniture Liquidators. Canal Furniture uh, has been around for over 50 years. Um, And Mr. Vico, uh, he, Mr. Lewis, he retired and that's when we got it. Um, And basically we go in and we do hotel liquidations when hotels renovate or close down. Mm -hmm. So we're talking like 30 rooms to 500 rooms of hotel furniture that we take out and then resell to the public um, and to other you know, uh, hotels and um, Airbnbs. Um, I got into it coming out of college. Uh, I was teaching uh, at Delgado Community College Fine Arts and they were taking the program away. The fine arts program was going dwindling down and they were wanting me to teach online. And my friend knowing that I was unhappy with that had come upon this business and basically said, Hollis, this is right up your alley. You can." have so much fun with this furniture. And so I got into it and to be able to re, I call refunk the furniture, to take things to like, I'm all about recycling, you know, to to try to uh, repurpose things. And so I go in with the mindset of, okay, there's gonna be a hundred of these brown nightstands. What can I do to make them all different so that people can see them in a different light and keep them out of landfills? Um, So uh, a couple of years ago, we had an unfortunate incident um, and, and, and the, the, the place caught a fire. And so we had to move. Um, well, we had no choice to move, but we survived it just fine. But I changed the name because my partners got out and that's where floor th- there. I mean, you were asking about floor 13. Mm-hmm. So floor 13 came about because I was going on my own. And so basically when I went on my own, I decided to reinvent because I am different from the original canal furnitures in that of all the things that I take to the business and, repainting it and refunking it. And 13 is actually our kind of humorous spin on the fact that there is no 13th floor on a hotel. Uh, we go into the elevators joking like, oh, we're under the, can you press the 13th floor? And people look at you like you're crazy because of the whole good luck, bad luck thing. There's no 13th floor. Uh, me being from floods, now fires, was like, you know what, I'm bracing, I'm embracing it. Because we were like, 13, really, Hollis? And I was like, yeah, really, I'm going there. You know, it's all good. I love I, it. Every little bit of strife that I've had, you know, I've survived Katrina and now the fire. Um, and many other floods in between, you know, it, it just makes you stronger. And so we just said, okay, we're going to be floor 13 from now on. And we say it's where the magic habits on the 13th floor. Uh, and we went from there. So that's what, that's what the business is basically. I love that. And you know, I, you, you talk about resilience and a fire. I mean, that is just, that's, that's, I had read some articles before the podcast and had seen um, your story and was trying to learn a little bit about it. And just, I mean, that fire must've been been devastating. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to I, hear that. I think it, they said it was the biggest fire in almost a hundred years in New Orleans. Why the building? It was, yeah, yeah. It was a really big building with a lot of furniture, yeah, mattresses, a lot of flammables. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a quite a big fire and, uh, it, it did, it wiped us out, but it was one of those things, you know, where again, like I think Katrina taught me, you know, you, you don't hold on to those material things and you move on you get up, you start again, you know, that kind of thing. And so it, it's really interesting because in all of this, 
I've always said, oh, I've survived fires, I've survived floods, what's next, locusts, you know, but not that I ever think pandemics. <laughs> yeah, wow. so here we are. So I'm checking all those off my list. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, obviously this is a, a, a very um, unfortunate circumstance that brought you to Jefferson Parish, but we are so happy that you are in Jefferson Parish. Uh, where are you guys located? Um, we're over at 600 St. George Avenue. Um, which is over like behind um, in Elmwood area. Okay. So it's a big warehouse back there behind the energy building. Uh, it's a giant warehouse that we hopefully will grow more into. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 was gr I grew up in Jefferson Parish, so okay. I'm totally familiar with the parish. I'm good with it. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's been very welcoming. Uh, you know, uh, I think one of my favorite moments is when we first got in, it was, wasn't a month into it that Kate walked into my door and I met Kate and she was just fantastic. I, I think that was probably like, it's one of those things when you look back and you go, these things happen for a reason because she led right into the .desk program for us. Yeah. And, and you're talking about Kate Wendell, who is our economic and workforce development manager. That's a mouthful, but she, she does really, yeah. really great work for Jedco and um, she's, she's just such a rock star. You're totally right about that. Um, and how long have you been in Jefferson Parish? Um, so we, we did get here right after the fire. We were down the street um right at the line where the tracks are at 400 jefferson um and that was right after the fire uh which was uh a little over not many months over two years ago now um but what happened was we, we moved there and the warehouse sold so we had to move again oh, and so we, uh, yeah and that was actually i would hate to say this but it was kind of harder than the fire because we had to move all of the merchandise which has been trying we're still doing that but so we had just moved here in February and okay. like literally just only been open for a couple of weeks when all of this happened. So um, you move, you move to your new location, then a pandemic hits. Obviously that, that is, that is difficult. So how challenging, I mean, obviously there's been so many challenges for you guys. I think it's, it's just, that had to have been kind of a, what was your initial reaction to that? Knowing that you might have to, to close your doors for some time. You know, at first I think I was, um, in disbelief like no we're gonna get through it's gonna be fine and then it was this thing of it's okay if I close my doors because I have so much work to do I mean I just moved in I was wanting to paint furniture and do things and set up the store a little more but the reality of not having the income is what hit me right after coming off the move mm -hmm. that I would only be able to afford to be open one month right. and so that's when the like moment came that I'm like I can't keep these people hired I got to figure this out and I went into this kind of circle of like well what do i do and then i just kind of let go because i was like i can't do that's beyond my control it, it dawned upon me that even though i was shuttering the business i didn't have to shutter myself and what i do and so i was still able to come and do things myself and to kind of just let it go and say you know i can't do anything about that what can i do something about and that's when i went into the the you know what can i do um you know thought frame and it was like you know everybody I'm not a doctor you know I'm not a nurse I can't do that and I kind of went into well everybody's sewing masks and I actually reached out to friends I'm like there's no way I'm gonna learn how to do that um, <laughs> and it's like you know I can what do I have you know and then I started thinking about people working at home and then it you know also then I started hearing my friends screaming about their kids homeschooling and then I was like well wait a minute I have lots of desks and that's when it kind of that's when that desk was born really out of that like moment of just sitting for days on days, you know, going, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? 
Um, I mean, in the beginning, I jumped in my truck and went and got food from restaurants and brought it to, you know, the, the I, it was like, what can I, I just, whatever I had, I could do. Um, and so that's when that does, you know, I, at first I was going to do just the desk and then I was like, wait a minute, I'm an artist. I know lots of artists. So that's, you know, I said, okay, let's, let's put a number on it, 50 desks, let's go for it. I love that. And that's one of the things we, this podcast, we have been um, doing some interviews with, with different businesses that have sort of pivoted or changed direction or strategy just because they wanted to, to help and do something. Right. I mean, yeah, I think the, the distilleries, right? I yes. Mean, I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, obviously this pandemic is such a, I mean, it's horrible and it, it you know, just thinking about it makes me want to cry just you know it's now it, it but but it has been so beautiful to see people come together to do to do good and I just I love that and that's why I'm so excited to have you on our podcast this week okay. um t- tell us a little bit about that desk what you know I, now we know how the idea was born but but what exactly is it how does it work yeah so I mean you know the idea is that I, there's so many kids out there that were like you know of course as adults we're all like traumatized but how do our kids take this you know and then they were having to like figure out now mom's teaching me like now I'm at home and I don't have a space um, and so it was this idea of like okay let me see what I can do to help I'm gonna have create these desks that are inspirational for these kids to have so they can have their own space uh, one not just to help the kids, but to also to help the parents, you know, because now the parents can hopefully have a little bit peace of mind without having to clean up, you know, the dining room table every night before they eat because they have the school books on it, right? Um, so basically, you know, it, it's funny because since my fire, I hadn't painted, which is a big thing. Uh, so I was able now to paint, which was fantastic, but I realized I couldn't paint 50 desks. So I called upon friends and artists and they, I kind of just opened it up. Anybody who wants to help, I've had art teachers from the schools of the kids, you know what I mean, come and volunteer their time. And I give them a desk and they paint a desk. So that's been great. Um, it took us a minute to, um, and I'm still working that out, the whole administrative part of it. It's like all of a sudden I was in, opening a new business and that was not intended. It was supposed to be a relief and it kind of became a, whoa, what do we do? But we're, um, so we went to, I, I went to, um, the Chamber of Commerce and Kate actually, because I was like, okay, I'm a new member. Can you help me figure out how to get to just Jefferson Parish? Because that's who we're at, where we're at. And so they they were able to help me facilitate getting to the teachers who nominate the kids. So that was the like for me the best way to do it. You know, I want them to be kids that are in need. You know, I you know I just feel like if you're not in need, come buy a desk and support the program. I will paint you a desk for your kid. I don't have a problem with that, but these these desks really are meant for kids that need, uh, in need, and that parents and families that need. Um, and so I identified them through the teachers, uh, you know, kids that are struggling, kids that would benefit from this desk. So the teachers nominate a kid. They send me um, a little nomination form that we uh, worked up, and it basically says who they are, the uh, grade, what they like. Uh, in the beginning, I was just painting the paint, and we matched, we're like saying, just match this, you know, what, let the kid pick the desk. But then it started to be, well, wait a minute, now I have this kid's likes, I can paint a desk for the kid. And that's where the program's kind of going, towards that that venue. You've mentioned Kate Wendell a few times, who, as I mentioned earlier, is our economic and workforce development manager. and Slash rock star. Yes, slash rock star, <laughs> amazing yeah. human being. And I, I just want to hear a little bit about 
you know, working with uh, JEDCO and, and the JP school system and what that experience has been like for you? Sure, sure. No, it's been wonderful. Like I said, I mean, there's, you know, the day Kate walked in, it was right before all this pandemic stuff was, it was right in the midst of all of it. Uh, I was with um, Goldman Sachs, the program. I, I was in okay. the program at the time. So it was all these, you know, mo I, I'm, I'm an artist, not a business person. So I'm trying to get that going. And it was like, this is me growing up and becoming a member of the, <laughs> the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but she, I mean, I couldn't have, I don't think that this program could have launched as smoothly as, as it has if it wasn't for Kate. I have to really give her that much credit. She's been such a hand at making the connections for me and, and also in delivering the desk too. I mean, personally coming to deliver desk herself, which is just amazing. So above and beyond, she's, she's awesome, you know, and uh, no, it's been amazing. I, I, I love it. And it's been, you know, I've been keeping up on all the resources they've been uh, putting out, which has been amazing, uh, you know, as a business to try to move forward in, in this pandemic. Well, we, we love to hear that. And yeah, again, Kate is just fantastic. I, I think it's wonderful that she has taken such an interest in this project and has really, you know, I mean, a, a, like a personal stake. She's just personally delivering these desks because, it, yeah. you know, it's important to her. And I think that really speaks to, to, to her as a person, but also Jedco as an organization. We really, really, um, our team is very focused on just doing, going above and beyond all of the time. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's great to, it's, it's, she's a really, really great example of that. And she's it's nice she's an amazing that. example. I can't, I mean, she shows up, she puts two, we put two in her car and she goes off and delivers these. And I just, I'm like, you're awesome. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and I also, I didn't know that you were going through the Goldman Sachs program, which I just want to throw out there is a fantastic, fantastic program. Um, yeah. Again, one of those things, when I look back at everything that has happened to me, there's a reason for everything. And when I got accepted into this program, this was right at my move. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I've had so many fr friends and family members say, you're going to do this. You can do it. Being yeah. part of that program during this time really helped me get through. I, that They were another... I would say they were another part of the seeds of that desk because they were like, how do you pivot? Think about how you change right now. And my heart is in philanthropy, so that's why I went this direction, but it really had me sit down and, and ask the questions, what do I have? What resources do I have to give back? And Goldman Sachs is just, it's been phenomenal. Uh, the group of people that I met uh, to the teachers, is, it's just amazing, yeah. They're such such a great group. I love to hear that you've connected with them. It sounds like you've just made so many connections in Jefferson Parish and beyond. Just you know, in these even in these last couple of months during yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, well, let's talk. How many students have actually received desks so I, I far? I think we have 19 that actually got delivered so That's far. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, which is it's great. Um, you know, it, at in the beginning, it's, you know, it's taking the time to paint it. And then it was the administrative part. Now it's the delivery part. So it's a little bit of jumping hoops. I've, I'm asking, I'm shouting out for anyone who wants to help volunteer with that part of the program. I would gladly, you know, accept any volunteers to help me, uh, you know, get the administrative part done and get the deliveries done. And just that sure. part's kind of a slow process for me. Um, I think that there's some fine tuning, you know, on the business side that can be done with that. Um, but, uh, there's, uh, I think there's 20, no, there's 30 students that I have, have, have been accepted into it. Okay. So like once the application comes, we accept the application. So I think they're picking their desk and then we're waiting 
for a couple of the parishes because they want their someone to deliver the desk for that. So it's like, you know, it's, it's partnership with a couple of other people, you know, so it's just yeah. making those connections to, to get it all done. Um, again, you know, I would love to have gotten it out right in the beginning. Uh, now it's summer. It's like you think, but they're always going to need these desks. They're always going to have it. So I'm not worried about that. We'll get them right. to them. Um, and I just, I officially, you know, I've said it, but I haven't made the connections yet with Orleans Parish. So I'm like open it to other parishes too. Which um, is so great because there are, I mean, there are just so, so many kids who could use these desks. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So yeah, so I'm opening it up to that. So we'll see, you know, I, like I said, if anybody wants to volunteer, I mean, I've had, I just had a wonderful call from um, my, uh, my graduate uh, uh, TA, my, my graduate teacher for UNO, uh, Cheryl Hayes, and she basically out of the blues, like, you know, I'm retiring, blah, 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 what are you doing? I sent her the story, she hadn't seen it. She's like, I'm already designing my desk. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think the more people will hear about it, hopefully the more people will step up. I would love for these desks to be something where maybe down the line, some really amazing artists, I've already had really amazing artists, but you know, would step up and maybe paint desks and we can auction them off and they can support the cause, that kind of thing. I mean, I see it as something bigger than it is right now, without yeah. a doubt. They can, they can grow and it can grow to other cities. And this is something that we can do because there's always going to be hotels that liquidate hundreds and hundreds of desks. And this is a great way to repurpose those desks to something for good in this society. And for change. Yes. I, I, there is so, so much potential with this yeah. project. And right now it's just on this very small, very localized scale, but I totally Grassroots. so much opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, and talk to me too. You mentioned some of the painters and folks who had the artists, but they have been, um, have been helping you with this and you've been calling on some of your friends. What has the response been when you ask it, it, for, for help? It's been amazing. It really has. In the beginning, the great thing about it was, again, it, this project started off as like, you know, the healing of this, the healing of that. It became the healing of those artists. You know, I had uh, Liz Lund, one of the painters, you know, take like six or seven desks and like, oh my gosh, this is what I need right now. You know what I mean? So it gave them, because we were all going through this thing where what do we do with our time? How do we do something? So it kind of, you know, became a healing process for them too. And that's been great. I have, you know, Paige Bernhardt's been painting amazing desks and she's continuing to drop off a desk, pick up a desk and paint it because it's kind of like a healing thing for her too. So I love that, you know, the artists are also finding some, you know, of that, that quality of healing for them and the, the benefit of getting them to the students. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at too for them is that, if I do open it up to where someone who can afford a desk, hopefully I can then pay these artists and they can make money off of their art for the desk that they reproduce for other students that Which are is not. A beautiful thing. I love right. that. So again, that's where I keep thinking this is something that can benefit more than one group. And that's what I'm trying to open it up to. So, uh, so that I think would be great. And, you know, you, you've gotten a lot of publicity uh, throughout all of this. And I've seen your interviews. I watched them all. And you, you always say, no, it's, it's not about me. It's not about me. But I mean, <laughs> it must, how does it make you feel to be, to be bringing this incredible initiative to the community? I, 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 it's very humbling. I mean, I, I, it's amazing. You know, again, I always think, oh, it's, what comes out of it is bigger than me. So that's great. You know, um, I think it's fantastic. I wish I had more time to dive in a bit more. You know, unfortunately I have a business after run. So it's like trying to find that, you know, balance.
uh, no, it's it's been amazing. I, I I was totally shocked with the whole the last interview that it was I was nominated to be great neighbor. I didn't know what that was, but uh, when they came and they nominated me great neighbor, the first thing I said to them was, you know, this should go to the doctors, the nurses, the the, the people who are on the front lines, not me. But at the same time, you know, I I guess I love, and I will take the responsibility of if this helps other people in some kind of way, I think it's great. And if I can inspire other people to do good things for our community, whether it be desk, whether it be mask, whether it be feeding, you know, there's a lot of people that are feeding people right now on food. So I think that that's wonderful. You know, I just think that we, it's a time that we all need to come together and we need to figure this out. Um, I mean, there's so many other things happening now. It's been a crazy world world. And I'm trying to, again, like, well, what's important? How do I change this? And, you know, how can I now in, and incorporate what's going on elsewhere uh, and try to pay attention to change for, for the better. And, and hopefully someone will say, hey, I have this idea. You have furniture, you have talent. Can you help me do this? And I'll help them. So hopefully yeah. inspire other people to come to me and I can help them with their projects or they can help me with mine. This is just, it, it truly is such an inspiring story. If people do want to volunteer their time or if they want to, if they want to volunteer in some way for the Dat Desk program, how can they do that? How do they get in touch with you? Um, where can they go? Yeah, sure. There's a couple of ways. Um, they could uh, get in touch with us here at the store uh, at 413 um, and uh, basically they'll, whoever answers this phone will put them in touch with me. Uh, they can go through our website at Floor 13. Um, there's a Dat Desk uh, link there for donations and stuff. Um, and also I have on Facebook, I started a Dat Desk NOLA project group. So I would ask like, if you'd like to be involved, if how you would like to be involved. And so then I accept you and then you can contact me through Messenger through that. Um, and that also allows you to see what the group is doing and the progress. I asked the artists to post their pictures, that kind of thing. So that's, that's another way to keep up with it. And we'll share all of those links on our website when awesome. the podcast goes live. So that'll be, yeah. you know, so folks can check out our website to get those details. And then if you want to nominate a student, is, do you go to the website or is there another? Uh, you can, you can go to the website. You can also, I think Kate's doing it through the Jefferson Parish School Program too. Okay. So I think Kate would be a good person to ask. I'm not sure exactly who they're emailing for that. Okay. Um, and she's been great at keeping up the, the sheet, but. We also, I guess, at some point need to take that over and figure out how to get that sheet in and have the applications through our uh, uh, link. So, yeah. Great, great. Um, and then kind of pivoting here a little bit, switching gears, um, the pandemic, we're now in phase where we were, are about to be. Uh, this podcast will air the day before we enter phase two um, of the reopening of the economy. So what is next for Floor 13 as a business, um, you know, as we are starting to see restrictions being lifted? Yeah, well, we have been from, you know, from the first opening, phase one, we've kind of been doing by appointment uh, and just really being thorough on, um, it's, it's been a challenge, I will say that, you know, with, with, with workers not wanting to come back to work for safety reasons or whatever. Um, you know, it's been kind of my family stepping up, which has been amazing to help me, uh, you know, but we've been, you know, requiring people to wear a mask, you know, requesting as best we can. I mean, you know, they've been, I've actually had one customer that had an oxygen tank and, you know, it was like, I'm like, okay, well, we'll figure this out. The great thing about my space, it's 30,000 square feet of warehouse. 
there's lots of, and we have big doors, so we keep the doors open and there's a lot of airflow. There's no contact when you open the doors because we keep the doors open. Um, so we're just trying to take those precautions of like, you know, let's just keep our distance and, you know, do the best we can to keep everybody safe, um, you know, with cleaning everything and uh, keeping our hours down. We have not, uh, we don't have a, a plan right now to open regularly. I mean, right now we're going to stick to weekends only, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, that way we can kind of like, you know, keep everybody, and it, you know, not every day have that exposure um and uh just kind of keep it as minimal of people and uh again try to encourage everyone to wear masks i i know there's controversy about it here and there but we have uh some talented uh seamstress making masks for us they can be fashionable um and you know it's if you're not you know if you're 10 feet away from someone it's okay you know what i mean but like if you're really close up to someone just just put it over your mouth so that we're like yeah. safe people. you know Absolutely. that's all, that's all we ask um but yeah, and like, like our deliveries have been to the door rather than kind of placing them in homes. We've, you know, just that kind of thing. We're, we're definitely shifting a lot of the way we do business, um, but it seems to be working out and I think we're going to be okay. I mean, I'm good. I, I had a moment where I thought, oh my gosh, we're not going to survive this. But now I think we're going to be stronger after this. I think we're going to be okay. So. Such a great example. Again, I mean, you've talked about resilience right at the start, but you know, this is a real uh, test of resilience and uh, an unwanted test, but, yes. <laughs> but um, so I'm just, I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing well. And um, I do also like that you mentioned that masks can be fashionable. My mother and my mother-in-law, I went to Syracuse University for college. And my mother-in-law made me the brightest orange mask. <laughs> and I just, I, I like, love it. It's so great. I was like, if I, you know, I am one of those people who wholeheartedly believes in wearing the mask at all times. So yeah. Yeah, no, I would, public and so I would love to, if, if there, I will shout out now, if there's artists out there making masks out of recycled uh, fabrics and uh, wants to come sell them at my store, I would gladly do that and not take that. You know, like I, I'm not trying to make profit off of them. I'm trying to just encourage people to wear them. Yeah. For the safety so, of others. It's, you know. The safety of others. That's yeah. what can you do. So. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, well, I always like to end with if there, is there anything that I forgot to ask or anything you'd like to add that I haven't mentioned? I, no, I think we covered a lot, but I think we did good. No, it was a great conversation. And, you know, again, talking about a little bit of everything. Um, I hope that we all as a, as a community uh, in Jefferson Parish uh, find, find, find together and get through this. And then that, the, you know, as businesses, we can kind of encourage each other to survive. Um, I guess, you know, one of the things I did do, it's important that as businesses, we kind of help each other. Um, I reached out to to my competitors during this um, and said, well, how can I help? You know what I mean? I don't want us to die. Like we talked about the Merchant House in New Orleans uh, magazine. I had a, a over, what can we do to support each other? Like this is going to be a healthy thing for us, you know? So, you know, I think to, to um, I think it would be great to see some of the businesses combine, like, you know, all of the thrift stores get together and say, hey, let's have this event or let's encourage each other or, you know, and that's not just with, you know, I'm not, I really don't consider, we don't, I, I feel like I don't have a category for us. We're not a thrift store. We're not a used furniture store. You know, we're, we're a funky, uh, fun, you know, recycling place, but uh, to, know, to, to kind of reach out and hope that we can figure out how to make those um, connections and kind of make sure everybody's okay would be the, my last thing that I would say. Like, reach out to everybody else, see what you can do to help each other. Um, what can we do to get through this together? I, I don't want to see anyone fall short and uh, uh, because of this. It just, it should, we should be stronger out of this, not, not weaker. 
Absolutely. And I really like that idea of all of the, the different shops coming together to do something. I mean, I just think that's that, that spirit of togetherness is, is so um, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It can be great. You know, yeah. it, we can figure it out. You know? I think it's great. That's, that's wonderful. Um, thought I'm all on board with you there um well I want to be uh cognizant of your of your time and so I'm I'm so appreciative of you being on the show and for all of the great work that you are doing in Jefferson Parish and beyond just thank you so much for everything we appreciate you thank you so much for having me and I look forward to uh listening to the rest of your podcast for the season thank you A special thanks to Hollis for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. We will share the links she mentioned during her interview on our website in case you have an interest in donating or getting involved with the Dat Desk program. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jedco.org. I love hearing from you guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.